Andy, I want you to do me a favor and stop fucking cheesing it all the time. <laughs> Your parents are worried. Rory and I are worried about you. I can't think of any good cheese puns. You don't need to. You've been absorbed by the cheese. <laughs> You've been absorbing them your whole life. <laughs> the cheese has consumed you as you have consumed the cheese. You are now the fungal overlord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry if you sound a little stilton. No. Uh, because stilton? Like, your no. Gruyere, Gruyere Brie cheddar cheddar <laughs> used to be four ordinary teenagers Hey, my lovely little dumpster children. <laughs> Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the animated podcast where we talk about real cartoons. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm your sweet boy, Austin, pulling up the lead, <laughs> pulling up the lead in the back. Are you also a 30 under 30 media luminary? No, I'm not legally. That's not who I am. Austin told us, Austin told us before we started, he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to do a skateboard theme. And he really missed the mark on bringing it in. I kick flipped my way right <laughs> off off the mark. <laughs> no, no, we he can is, we uh, can still do this. We can salvage it. We can be rude dudes. We just can three we... rude dudes. The three rudest dudes. Just doing doing 1080 boneless. Doing wheelies, <laughs> popping wheelies on our in our class. In I class. like skateboards. Shove it, shove it all the way into your ears. That yeah, you better. So you better. Terrible. If you don't like it, you can pop shove it. <laughs> I like doing a flip on the wood. I'm a rude dude. Have any of us actually <laughs> ever ridden a skateboard? Oh God, it's so dangerous. <laughs> Not a chance. My mom. My mom said thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Once I touch that oiled wood, I am out of town. <laughs> I would fall and break every bone. <laughs> All the bones. Have you seen that? That wood has wheels on it. Yeah. You jump on it, and then it's got sandpaper, and then you <laughs> yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason they don't let you skateboard in the hospital. <laughs> Even though you probably sh- that's probably the safest. Like if you were to had if you had to skateboard, it, yeah. At least you'd already be at a hospital. But they don't you, want that business. Get those bumps and owies. They are equipped to fix. There's sick people. There's people who are real hurt, and you can't be. You can't be. Can't be rude, dude. You can't just be a mean old teen. Indie nose boning <laughs> your way to the next surgery. <laughs> you can't be. Gr- you can't grind around on the gurneys. <laughs> no, make way for Doctor Skates. You wanna. You wanna indie nose bone our way into some episode discussions. <laughs> I want nothing more than to nose bone with the two of you. This <laughs> <laughs> is what I want most. In this our world. You guys, I've had a little brandy tonight, and I'm ready to nose bone. <laughs> that little brandy. I gotta tell you, I'm a loo- I'm loose as a goose and ready to nose bone. Uh, I think we wanted to nice. start talking about Digimon, right? Yeah, let's talk about let's, Digimon. Let's, let's grind our way over to Digimon <laughs> Alley. Let's talk about Digimon. Man, love those <laughs> digital monsters. Remember when they met that big dinosaur? <laughs> All right, guys, this was episode 16 of Digimon, the arrival of Skull Greymon. Ooh. 
Tai is impatient to see Agumon's new digivolution and forces him to eat large bundles of food. <laughs> Later, the digi destined to fall into one of Edamon's traps, and it's up to Agumon to try to rescue him. However, with all that food he ate earlier, he's too slow. <laughs> Guys, he's too slow. He's so Tai keeps slow. on Tai keeps on pushing him to digivolve, and he eventually does. He had too many foods in his yummy tummy. <laughs> you can't. He's just. A, you can't just rampage on a full tum tum. Yeah, that was tummy trouble, hundred percent. You guys, but I'm ready to talk about this episode. I Let's like talk about this episode first and foremost. I was a pretty big fan of the fact that this episode really looked like it was heading towards being a Joe episode, and then just took a left turn and was like, "No, we and don't care it about away Joe." From him. Took him, yeah. took it away, just yanked it like like a like a lollipop from a little baby boy. Yeah, this episode actually had a lot of reversals I appreciated. Um, like like how it was going to be a soccer episode and then it wasn't a soccer episode? Yeah, or like it was going to be uh like a I good, don't know, like a good evolution? Yeah, like a good evolution and then it it wasn't. And uh yeah, so oh, actually all, in all I kind of enjoyed it. Sorry yeah. for the spoilers. So then if we if we walk it back cuz I I appreciate that. I understand. We got yeah, we open up on the digi desk. We walk our way up to this hill. <laughs> walking um, through a, walking over a hill. They're walking in the in the desert. So last episode was a heck of a Nelly. Wait, as man. far as like was a real whoa Nelly. <laughs> it was a real whoa Nelly. It was a WN. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh-huh. And so the uh the last time on definitely reflects that again with just the sheer amount of things that happened last time. Yeah, we uh, met, we met Elvis Mon. Yeah, they even comment on it at the end where it's like, hey, never a dull moment. Admitting <laughs> like, hey, we, we jammed a lot of shit in the last episode. Uh-huh. Aren't you proud of us? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they also refer to Edamon as a rock and roll digi jerk. <laughs> I mean, he really that's is, great. though. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh. So this one opens and they are in a desert again. Uh, like they were they were transported away at the end of the last one because Ty found his crest, which yeah, Ty's crest whoopsied them over across the world. Yeah. We don't really know where they are. As a <clears throat> as a reminder for people who might not actually be paying attention to this show at all, the crests are theoretically what are gonna allow Digimon to digivolve a second time in a row. Like digivolve once and be super cool, and then use your crest and become the Uber cool. Uh, right. But yeah, it transported them into a desert, which is like, thanks, Crest. That sucks. Hey, thanks. It's <laughs> uh, a fun idea. Why didn't you send us back to that hot spring hotel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're also they've been running for a while to escape Edamon and his horrible train that yeah. keeps on trying to track him down. And Ooh, um, get it? Tracks. Oh, oh man. tracks. Train jokes. Nice tra- check, check, we got some real, jokes. real train jokes here on Saturday Morning <laughs> Tuesdays. We're famous for them. <laughs> famous for our great train <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I think we all know. We've heard that. That's the biggest feedback we've gotten. Sweet train jokes, guys. They've come from far and wide. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ty takes the first opportunity he possibly has to just start being a real fucking dick to Agumon about how Agumon isn't just like instantly using the crest to digivolve. It's rough. It is rough. He's it's like, like a, 
he's gone from just being a shitty goggle boy to a a, a, a mean, disapproving goggle father. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, so yeah, so he starts force feeding Agumon food against everyone's will. <laughs> I guess everyone's, but yeah. Yeah, he starts <laughs> stuffing his tummy with treats. And it's bad. And it's kind of like, you know, the, the unethical, like, that liver that you eat, like, the, the they, like, stuff food into a duck, and then their, like, liver explodes, and, and you, then you eat it? I don't, but that sounds awful. Yeah, that's like that. And it's bad. <laughs> and Ty is doing a bad thing. And so he keeps doing it, is the thing. Yeah, he like, keeps the whole doing episode. It, nobody stops him. Well, they try... They try a little bit, but they only use their words. They don't like actually. They're all standing there watching him force feed Agumon. Speaking of use your words, Ty actually says the word "arg" it to express his frustration <laughs> at one point. Yeah, real phone it, phone it in kind of voiceover moment. Uh, I don't know. I don't actually know what possesses voice actors sometimes to to read lines like that. Like have maybe lines. Are there really people who say arg like people who say hiccup when they hiccup or something like do those people oh, really they're exist? Out there. They're out there. And I think the hiccup people are. are just like middle schoolers who think they're funny. <laughs> Predominantly. I don't know about args, though. Yeah, that's weird. Um, the, Kathy, the Kathy's of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but not like our, my friend Kathy, who I no. think listens to this podcast. No, unless let's she's have, lying. Let's be very clear. Very clear. We're not. We're not here to dunk on Kathy's in general. <laughs> uh, just, just Kathy in specific. Um, yeah. So, okay. Talk to me. What, what do you? What do you guys think about this whole soccer coliseum situation? Well, it's interesting because first of all, soccer gets brought up because Sora imagines like, man, Ty used to be not so stinky. Uh, remember when he was a cool boy and, and we the, were at soccer camp back. together? Uh, yeah, which I thought. So it's funny when when you have a character like Ty, like visually, the way to show him younger was to make his hair droopy. Like it, <laughs> it's shorter, too. But I I guess I find it raises it makes me curious about like, does anime hair just like go from droopy to, to big as as people get older? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All yeah, the, all these kids have, have sad droop hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ty's hair he... has a lot of volume and body. Right. He like, I bet that boy is using them, them Garnier Fructis, you know? See, I feel like it's the goggles. I think the goggles just sort of naturally elevate it. <laughs> right. Both physically and spiritually. Yeah, that, that's possible. But it, it, I don't know. I think there's something to it, though, Rory. I mean, how do you take a, an animated character who already is sort of lacking in a lot of details and make a 12 year old or something look like a 10 year old, like those differences that's, there's nothing there. Like, how do you do that? Also, like even in Sora's flashback, she's, she's the, you know, like long suffering hero of the story. (laughs) She she was the one who could have won the game the whole time, but let Ty run around with his goggles being a turd. (laughs) Well, Sora has long been the true hero of this show. And I think we've acknowledged that. Uh, Sure. So, they trip over a dark network cable and it alerts Adamon where the kids are. Um, and then he sets a an evil a bunny evil trap. Yeah, he sets a bad trap 
uh, but hmm. a cool like he sends the squirrel squad on it. Uh, <laughs> I always said they look more like bunnies, but I guess I can see squirrels. I think I think well, Austin's commenting more on this the the triangular sunglasses. Our squirrel squad. Glasses. Oh, I think you said squirrel. Oh, I wish. Yes, they do have squirrel squad sunglasses. <laughs> um, I think we all know what that means. <laughs> I gotta say, I am loving Edamon more and more with every episode. <laughs> do you have to he's say a that? Straight goofball. He he's a straight goofball, and he's just so gleefully a villain. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just so like blasé about like, oh, oh I'm so evil. Man, yeah, he I'm actually just a bad says, guy. He does say, I'm a bad I'm guy, so and I like death. <laughs> it's great. It's real Mayhem great. Mayhem is my middle name, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they yeah. show up at this at this coliseum, which is like a mix between the Roman Coliseum and a soccer stadium, and uh, <laughs> football stadium for our European like, and yes. non-American in general listeners. I know there's a lot of you. Uh and they just they get trapped in a goal like the 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 goal uh sort of closes on them and they're stuck in the net and the net's electrocuted and El- uh Edamon shows up on the giant jumbotron and laughs at them uh and he releases a graymon so yeah. yet again we're, Which we're again sort was of... part of part of his funny evil twist was like ah uh-huh, i'm going to get you i'm going to get you with your own your own dark side yeah, <laughs> but this guy is wearing a garden hose. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It's interesting because, you know, we're we're sort of faced once again with the realization that none of these Digimon are particularly unique or special, except for the fact that they're connected to these dumb children. Right. Um, because there's just Greymons. There's just other Agumons. I mean, there's a the whole Koromon village that we passed. Talk, Maybe because of that scary collar. Yeah. 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 Also... Greymon is particularly orange. I don't know if we really talked about it. You're not wrong. Like it's, the, it's, it's the one that I really don't get because it's translated into English, but I don't know why. Well, um, I thought that in Japanese, it's literally like Greymon. Oh, sure. and they But they should have kept the spelling uh, goofy so that maybe. I could tell. You have maybe. a G-R-A-I or something. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, no, I just I'm looked it up. It's, it's literally like Greymon or Mon. Gotcha. I, here's what I want to know. How do other Digimon evolve without having, like, trainers? So I think this first stage, if it's at all, you know, either the first stage, I think, is food and strength-based, mostly. Um, okay. Although they do say that the way, the reason that the Digidestined are different is because they can kind of hack it. And, and, and if they're in danger, the Digimon digivolve. Oh, mm. Okay. okay. So they're more in control of the Digivolution situation than just wild yeah. Digimon are. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, if we're I, we can't really start taking everything this show tells us as gospel because a few episodes ago, on a very tiny island off the coast of this whole continent, we were led to believe that that nursery was the birthplace of all Digimon. But like, how would a whole continent across an ocean? Be populated and we, and we, by people, and then we saw Jesus fight the devil, and they both died. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, there are a lot of sort of unanswered questions here. I think they, they they're gonna they're gonna feed us a lot of little lies over the course of this show. Okay, so speaking of unanswered questions, sure. The Greymons start fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the kids are trapped, and their Digimon are trapped, except for Agumon, who who becomes Greymon. 
Uh, but then uh, we have a scene with fish. It's so good. It's so good. So Gomamon um, decides to be useful again. Yeah, and I I thought that uh, there was you know I think we've I've, I've harped on this a couple of times when they sort of gleefully indulge in um, self aware Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where so the fish come flying out of this nose through a jet stream, a uh, statue's like a, nose. Gi- <laughs> a giant statue nose, and they were like, "How how did those fish get here?" And Gobamon's like, "You know, I've kind of chosen not to question how the fish thing works." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like fair enough. <laughs> a couple times in the past, he's he has done the same thing. He has uh, conjured just an army of of pretty amiable fish to show up and fuck something up but like before it's always been near they a body of water normal fish rules kind of yeah <laughs> yeah these God, ones you fly. gotta follow fish rules <laughs> the fish mommy's rules not following the fish broken. rules mom <laughs> <laughs> mom Goma-mon's not following fish rules but this time, yeah, just water erupts from the noses of several statues, and the fish come out, and then the fish fly away into the sky. Well, they also say, launching fishes, <laughs> and that's when the fishes come out. Uh, and then, they, yeah, they have the audacity to explain the logic behind it, when then those fish then put uh, fireworks Fire in their mouths. in their mouths and fly. And continue to fly, are, whether they're flying whether they're guiding the firecrackers or the firecrackers are pushing, I have no idea, but it's kind of incredible. Yeah, they turn into into uh, uh, explosively explosive fish missiles. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's pretty dope. Yeah, they're also basically token up. Like it looks like they're smoking, which yeah. is very naughty for a show. S- smoking <laughs> fish up in the sky. Yeah. Uh, so they're. While this is occurring, right? So all the kids are trapped inside this goal, and then Greymon is fighting evil Greymon, and then the other Digimon are also trapped, but they manage, you know, Gomamon summons some fish. But all the while this is happening, we've continued this sort of uncomfortable tie being a super jerk to Agumon situation. Yeah. yeah and he's, he keeps, he's he keeps body just shaming yelling. Agumon about not being able to digivolve. Yeah. Yeah. And he just keeps yelling at him like, no, I know he can do it. I can make him do it. And it's super rude. And I think his rudeness is what causes Greymon to digivolve into Skull Greymon. Well, hold on a second. Because we've got a Joe thread going too at yeah. the same time. It, uh, it, luckily... Inside this goal that they're trapped in is also Joe's crest. <laughs> yeah, so Joe Joe's tag has been going berserk no. oh, the yeah, whole yeah. episode. It's been and singing he's like, a sad tune. Right, so he leads them into the Coliseum like, hey, maybe we can find Joe's crest tag. Yeah, his crest. And yes. Yeah, and then when they're in the goalpost, they, they turn over a rock and they find it. Like, we <laughs> joked last episode about how convenient it was and random that they found Ty's crest mm-hmm. and we were joking that like oh i guess they'll just have to flip over a trash can because maybe there's going to be a crest there <laughs> and lo and behold they literally turn over a rock and they find the next one <laughs> so i don't yeah. know anymore man i yeah. don't know it's also like the ties was at at an agumon village right or a koromon koromon village like, yeah uh, which was sort of, you know, uh, thematically linked to, to him. And Agumon, I think, yeah. Uh, I think um, 
a sports arena is probably as thematically a non-Joe as you could yeah. possibly have gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even Sora's talking about like, hey, I actually play soccer and, really, and I'm really good. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> anyone, for some uh, reason, this isn't my episode. Anyone? Uh, okay. <laughs> anybody else surprised by this? Or just, oh, it's just me? Okay, cool. Yeah, I will still say, though, that it is a nice departure from the formulaic, like, this is a whole thing for one character every episode. Okay, this is yeah. the thing where all the stuff happens to this one person, and yeah. then it's all going to happen to the next person. And they're they're definitely like throwing all the cards out and scrambling them up on the table right now. But after after Ty has has rooted has been rude dude enough to uh, to Greymon to trigger his dark digivolution into Skull Greymon. Skull Greymon. Uh, Skull Grey Skull Greymon um, murders the other the other uh, Greymon. Yeah, he's spooky as heck. <laughs> the other Greymon gets blasted off again, like straight into the like he gets it's he gets thrown into a television and electrocuted, and then by a shark Gray- rocket, and well, then no. a shark rocket explodes him. Yeah, he gets hit twice, like serious overkill. Uh, if you guys have seen Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind, the yeah. wonderful Miyazaki Uh-oh. film. Er, anime alert. No, I, you can't give me a demerit. You cannot give me a demerit for Miyazaki. Okay, All no, right. I know. All right, fine. You have points, to have some points have been refunded boundaries. into your account. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've seen Nausicaa, there's these uh, sort of giant living weapons. And when one of them sort of you know, they've sort of lost their juice and they start dying and like their flesh melts off and they're just these giant bone creatures. That is what it reminds me of. Bone um, creatures. <laughs> bone we didn't creatures. really describe Skull Greymon because, yeah, he's literally a skeleton with like a throbbing heart in the center of its rib cage mm-hmm. and, a, and shark, a shark on his back. A shark rocket on the back <laughs> of his back. So Which, pretty, pretty thematically I mean, consistent, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> It's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty fly. It's a pretty fly form. Yeah, yeah a skeleton with a shark missile is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like I the mean, definition paper, of cool. On paper, I would not hate that. You're right. <laughs> they crunch the numbers and they're like, "I think we figured it out." Giant skeleton. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shark rocket. Shark. shark. <laughs> <laughs> now, so if we were feeling a little uneasy about, like, you know what? Ty's going to like force this evolution to happen. I feel like this like cool evolution isn't really earned. Well, that was a good instinct because it wasn't really. No. And it ended up being this like bad, dark, angry creature that he makes everybody rampages. scared. Like yeah. they all, yeah, they try, they they all they try, try to fight him and call him down, but they simply can't fight him. And, and he's he, just he rampages mean. off into the desert. Yeah. Thankfully, he's run out of food energy by that point. And yeah, he, he he loses his juice about 10 steps out of the stadium. And he yeah. turns into the old uh, ball form that we met him as in the first episode, the little Koromon. Right. Uh, and there's just this really sad moment that the Koromon is like, I'm sorry, I hurt people. I'm, I failed you, Ty. And everyone's like, no, no, no. No, Ty's, Ty, Ty's, Ty's the, the monster. Yeah, Ty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> But despite that, like you, like I, I think the interest to me, you know, the the part that was interesting is is they they fought guys before, and I guess they sort of get uh, off the hook for Devimon because he sort of crumbles into dust from his own villainous ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koromon knows he destroyed a life and is like haunted by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. I've snuffed a beating uh, heart. 
Yeah, not to mention that complete like audience subversion of their own trope. Like they flip around where we think, okay, all right, this is the end of the episode and he's going to become a good boy and they're going to do it. And then they're going to go to next episode and they'll repeat the same thing. Mm -hmm. And obviously they can't take the same approach. Right. Next episode. You know, I'm curious how they go forward with this because this isn't just like adding another notch on their belt. It's like adding emotional scarring and and like frustration and confusion and yeah well and also in the past the evil angry digimon have been black geared and when they get fixed they're like sorry i was such a dick but like this time it's one of their own yeah you know this was an episode so we were talking a little bit uh last time about a possibility of abridging some of this like tag and crest nonsense and getting back to the juice Mm -hmm. and it's like they there's so much nonsense, like the the first part and the Joe thing is kind of wedged into this other part that it made it harder to skip. Yeah. I was like, but if there wasn't for Skull Greymon, this would have been a completely skippable episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, honestly, stands, I, I don't want to miss a second of Edamon either. Okay, good. It's true. It's true. I mean, I, I hate him. I really do. I think that a strange train going Elvis monkey... <laughs> Is possibly the stupidest <laughs> villain that I've ever encountered. 100%. And I want to be there for it. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about this boy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, gots to have my Edamon. I, I it, with Edamon, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's like he described like the number of hats on hats they went with this, with this direction <laughs> is, is so funny. Like an Elvis villain is already, I think, gold. And then they were like, what if he's also a monkey? Love it, Steve. Great instincts. Uh, can he have a train? Yeah, Mark, why not? Mark, let's make, him a, let's make him a train conductor. Can the train be somehow related to, like, the internet? Can the train read the beating heart of the digital world? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty marvelous. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think in an, in another couple episodes, if we see like a pattern forming where it gets a little boring again, then we can revisit this, you know. Well, they're doing the pattern, but, but they're, they're, they seem to be a little bit better about um, having the pattern pay off. Yeah, having it mean something and not mm-hmm. just be another, again, like another notch in their belt. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Feel good on cool. that? Fully dug. Fully dug. Let's keep this skateboard train rolling. Why don't we take why don't we take some some sweet some sweet tricks big old 180 over to a sponsor? That sounds great. I don't mm-hmm. know any skate terms. <laughs> hey Austin. Yes, Andrew. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. My full name, Andrew. Andrew My Eric Davison. Name. My true name. <laughs> Well, I, Andrew Eric Davison, I'm about to uh, ask you to give us a sponsor advertisement. Mm, I'm just licking my lips with anticipation. <laughs> the hottest Wet licks? Wet them, please. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a new movie coming out, I hear, uh, that's a, a prequel of a beloved classic, but all the characters are kids this time. I think you know which one I'm talking about, uh, and I think it's more fun if I don't say the name of the movie. And I like oh. I let you say it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. This this movie 
wait till you get a hold of this synopsis for this movie. Uh, it's a prequel uh, where all the main characters are kids. That's true. And this movie is called Fargo Babies. <laughs> and Fargo Babies is the latest from Joel and Ethan Cohen's friend, uh, Fr uh, Fred Daniels. And he saw Fargo and he was like, Bazinga. What, I've wouldn't got it be funny if these guys were children? <laughs> what if they were babies? So <laughs> it's uh, the whole cast Francis McDormand, William H. Macy's. Um, that's, they couldn't get the regular William H. Macy, but they found a guy with a similar name that they're hoping <laughs> is just going to work. Um, they can slap a mustache on that daddy o and be ready to go. <laughs> Right, and so then what they do is uh, they do that digital de-aging process that they do, like, to make, uh, you know... Like, like a Robert Downey Jr. in, in Bruce Willis Yeah, Will or, like, to make human. Jeff Bridges look like uh, a younger Jeff Bridges in Tron 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do that, but they make them look like babies. Um, That's farther than they've ever gone before. It's farther than they've ever gone before, but it was <laughs> worth it for Fargo babies. Um, and then they pretty much go through the same exact plot because, you know, it's kind of a proof of concept, right? <laughs> if they can make them into babies. So uh, to really, you know, sell Frances McDormand as a baby. Um, <laughs> so she's a little police officer and she's pregnant, which, <laughs> you know, is just kind of a fun thing to see. You just got to accept it. Yeah. And then they, they put the wife in the wood chipper and little baby you Steve Buscemi. little baby right in the wood chipper. <laughs> Whoa, Nelly, little baby Steve Buscemi is a riot and a half uh so be sure to go see fargo babies when it comes out in the future or in the past or in the past Can't i'm wait. not sure how the whole de-aging thing works in reality but oh it, it might works be. very well uh, but the movie comes out when the in, in 1942 i think that's yeah that's how it works so yeah. uh and it's not related to the tv show the tv show is different so uh but all the babies also exist in the same universe if that oh, makes wow. sense so, yeah yeah get ready for fargo babies Okay, next up we're talking about Silver Hawks. I think we're watching the third episode, that's correct? Number three? Uh, yes, The Planet uh, Eater. Yeah, The Planet Eater. Uh, the Silver Hawks must stop the Munstar group from using their terrifying Sky Chomper, a ship which eats, which eats <laughs> other ships whole. This uh, starts off right. Yes, it does. It we get a so full synopsis, good. including a sky chomper, and I am just glued to the screen. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've started doing this thing where they basically spoil the episode before you see it. Yeah. Like a this you know. time on instead of a last time on. <laughs> like before you even get the theme song. Uh, and we get way too many new terms way too fast. We get maybe sky we'll, chomper. Maybe we'll play it before the episode. Yeah, sky chomper. Planet Eater, Deep Space Ejector, Space Tornado. <laughs> like, it's a whole oh, it's deal. Delicious. <laughs> I gobbled it up like the worthless cartoon boy I am. I ate, I ate all and I came back for seconds. The That's names a meal. Of the show my plate clean. Are... I licked my plate clean. Mm, kiss, kiss, delicious. <laughs> Love these names. 
that's Austin's new catchphrase on this podcast. Kiss, kiss, kiss delicious. Kiss, delicious. <laughs> kiss, kiss, delicious. We're, do, we're <laughs> testing it out. We're doing a little test run for that. I hope you like it. Mm-hmm. Let it's us know at hashtag t-shirts. kiss, kiss, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so we start out this episode with some rhino people who are yeah. flying a space freighter and they never get seen again. So I assume they get, no, they play a little bit of space con and then get, gets, get gobbled on up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted died. to actually give a little shout out to those rhino people um, as just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with this show with, with it's as ludicrous as it is. I like that. They sometimes, that they also take the time to put it in place. Like these rhino folk feel real in this world. Yeah, I mean, they're just doing their job. They're just, like, they're running a freighter. Presumably, it's just got random cargo. They're doing space stuff. They got well, jobs. I guess, yeah, I, guess my, I guess my point was that, like, in another show, they could just feel, they could feel like one-off aliens that, that we just, we made some aliens, whatever, uh-huh. and we'll never, and that's, it's fine. Uh, I, I just kind of felt like I believed that they were, a rhino people for whatever difference it was like sure like sure. The, these are these are just two random rhino cargo runners from the planet yeah, they're goofy looking. they have these they have these silly <laughs> the planet hats. of the rhinos the planet of the rhinos <laughs> i don't uh, know i think it was I, really I, I, it was really important to i think just for the world building for the galaxy of limbo to know that there are people in limbo other than just monstar and monstar the silverhawks yeah, yeah. That is nice. I mean, we have to we have to feel like there's something at stake. Exactly. Because otherwise just like, it's just like, you know, people got it's like a two super teams got exiled somewhere where they wouldn't hurt anybody and they're just dueling it out until one right. of them wins. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we know that there are like people who exist, then, you know, we can really get this game rolling. You know what so, it is? It, it's that um, it's like because I think in another show, if you have a rhino people, they're gonna do something rhino-y and kind of you know, right? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do use it for a bit and then be done with them. Like their whole society uh, is based on ramming each other. But just yeah, or whatever. But just like I in mean, the first episode where isn't. where where Munstar's in space prison, uh, he's got a like a robotic prison guard. Uh, yeah, there's just characters who exist and they're not called attention to. They're aliens and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You let they just let the scenario, they just let the setting wash over you. Yeah, I, think it's I mean cool. it's it's a, I mean you could say it's a it's like kind of a clear Star Wars influence on that front, right? Speaking like, of clear Star Wars influence, did you guys listen to that music? Yes, there, absolutely. Uh, it is it is almost it is almost uh, legal trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking the exact same thing. They they get real close to some of those big fanfares. Uh, especially in the triumphant moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the deal here is that there's this big old ship that eats other ships. It literally looks like a shark and has a mouth that masticates the enemy vehicle. Mm, say the name of that ship again one more time, please. <laughs> it's called say it again, the Sky please. Chomper. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> the Sky Chomper. Oh. Fuck yeah. The Sky Chomper. That's so good. Thank you. Yes, very good. <laughs> of course. Anytime. Uh, so the Sky Chomper is being piloted by, I believe, Buzzsaw and Hardware? Correct. Amundo. Uh, God, I'm trying to get these villain names correct, because clearly Wait, we're going to spend a lot of time who, with them. Who is the troll boy with the sleeping bag? 
Hardware. That's hardware? <laughs> the chalkboard yeah. the sleeping bag. I mean, he's not wrong. So if you're listening, just Google Silverhawks hardware and you'll find a troll boy with a sleeping bag. I'm sure they've spelled it cool. But oh, you, yeah. it, might, it might it might autocorrect for you. Um, So they're piloting it. It's like on the orders of Monstar. We're unsure for most of the episode why they're doing this. And it's clear Monstar wants to keep that a secret from the Silverhawks. Uh, because he's really freaked out that they're getting tailed back home with their with their newly masticated cargo. I'm going to use that word a couple more times before we're done. I hope Gross. that's okay. My word of the day, my word of the day <laughs> dictionary is starting to pay off in full. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to jump right in here because I've got some beef to pick, and that is <laughs> pick your beef. Pick. Go ahead and start picking your beef, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the Silverhawks are wearing jumpsuits. Oh, they wear they wear those goofiest jumpsuits. But there is something before that when Hardware and Buzzsaw are talking to uh, Munstar on the radio, and uh-huh. he he's, he has a new he has a new nickname. He wants he's try, he's making them try out. <laughs> oh yeah, what is it again? It's Mon- like Monstar Planet Eater or Planet, Planet Master. Master. Planet Master. <laughs> no, call me my call me the new call me the new name, please. Call me by my yes, screen Monstar name. Planet, Planet Master. Master. <laughs> Planet Master like, 69. I like that he started trying out these fun little fun little names for himself. <laughs> you know, it's nice to see a no work in yes progress. To talk to. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't just an evil overlord just like overnight. He like, you know, he updates this shit. He's got to test but it out. Here's the thing. Rory derailed me from my amazing discussion about jumpsuits, and I right. just need to steer this ship right back on course. Now, Steel Will Zoom doesn't wear in. a jumpsuit, though, does he? What? <laughs> Steel Will's not wearing a jumpsuit, is he? I thought they all were at one point. No, but... Steel Will is wearing a is wearing a jersey, a silver oh, jersey. Okay. Well, so Ooh. the the point he's on is the they're... football team. <laughs> the the point is they're wearing clothes, though. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and then they take off those clothes, so therefore. <laughs> When we see them normally, they heck and naked. <laughs> they're nude steers. Oh, they're so they're partly metal, partly real. Except their genitals are gone. That's the metal except part they're, now. Except right. they're except they're good parts. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. Uh, like it was like an attachment. <laughs> what it like a swiffer head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just means when they're flying around, they consciously choose to take off their clothes. Yeah. And fly around. I mean, I'd like to fly around in space naked rather than garbed in something. That, would, right. that seems just, like it makes more sense. It recontextualizes kind of every time you see them. That's very true. That's well, a time also, when they've chosen I, I to not wear clothes. I want to talk about what clothes. happens to the copper kid. Yeah. So first they kidnap this mom child, rip his body apart, and put him back together as a robot. Yeah. Send him across the universe. Now, they, now they're going to start infantilizing him. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. treating him like a child. He just hey, wants where, to play with his roller skate shoes. Where, where was this paternal instinct before you turned this boy into a metal mush? <laughs> well, we've made you a living where was weapon, dad, but we where still... Where was dad then? Where was dad mime? <laughs> mime dad? So what we're talking about here... The mime uh, father? For, for context, is that after this first initial mission, which they sort of fail, you know, they tail it, but they get rebuffed and they head on back, they retreat because Windhammer kind of screws them up with a big old tornado. Uh, so they all go back and they're having a debrief and Copper Kid is just dicking around with his rocket shoes and he doesn't show up for the debrief and Commander Stargazer is T 
teed off about it. And he does this like <laughs> really dad like countdown from 10. Like, oh, if you're not going to be in my office in 10 seconds. And they ground him. They ground him yeah. like he's their child. Yep. Yeah. And so he runs off in his Formula One racer. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, uh, Jack Quicksilver, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Jonathan Quick. Jonathan, Jonathan Quick. Quick. Quicksilver. Um, he said, or he's like, you know, m- makes him so valuable because he's unpredictable. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's I not. I think Quicksilver may actually be a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's how this works. Like, oh, he's unreliable. He's non-trustworthy. <laughs> that's what makes him so valuable, Chief. Like, nah, no. dog. No, no, this is a military organization. Yeah. Yeah, he does whatever he wants, and he goes away when we tell him to do stuff. Like, man, he sure is brave. Like, we do love that. No, he what a brave child. <laughs> but he, I mean, in in Copper Kid's defense, I mean, rocket shoes. Yeah, he's got rocket shoes, which is great. They also great. suggest that they sort of like put ideas on him of what he's doing. Like they try to rationalize his decisions for him and say he must be trying to straighten things out with you. Yeah. Look, if he wanted to be chill, he wouldn't have left. You just the base. explained to us how he doesn't have a normal mind. <laughs> yeah. Now you presume to speak for him too. It's weird. You can, so, I mean, he is a mime. Yeah. So he yeah. flies out. He flies out, and he gets caught. They shoot gets, a snag <laughs> missile. <laughs> it just just <laughs> it just puts him in a net, and then it it's drops almost him as in- dumb as those sonic seeking missiles from yeah. the beginning of our podcast. It's it a giant in- missile. With just a little net in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it works as advertised. It puts him in a net and then drops him into Monstar's castle kidnap shoot. <laughs> Which is like a literally a funneled tube at the top of the castle and spirals all the way down into his prison. Which... How do you find a contractor who's willing to install a kidnap shoot? <laughs> <laughs> if they just ostensibly said it was for mail. <laughs> Look, I got a lot of Amazon packages. <laughs> Just really big Amazon deliveries. This is where my bowling <laughs> balls come in. I'm in a bowling league, you see. Uh, so we actually finally learn what's going on because they, ca- they kidnap Copper Kid and... Ooh, alliteration. That was fun. And they're like, hey, you want to know about what our evil plan is? It's like the first thing he does. He's so <laughs> excited to talk about it. <laughs> uh, they've been feeding all of the rocket ship masticated bits. See, one more mm. time. Uh, that they, that the, the Sky Chomper ate to some living force underneath a planet that they call the Planet Eater. And we get no further details about what that yeah. is. Yeah, And it's not the same planet, is it? It's a different planet? I think, I think it might be. I don't know. It fe- it feels ridiculous that it would be a different planet, but it also is weird that maybe the planet they live on would also have this terrifying living energy called the planet eater inside of it. That seems yeah. dangerous. Yeah. yeah, they lost me immediately on that. I don't know. Also, does it eat planets? I don't think so. I think it's a planet that eats. Right. So it's like, it's not the planet eater. It's the planet eater. It's a hungry planet. <laughs> uh very confusing. Yeah. Shame but, on you, Silverhawks. But Copper Kid turns on his convenient broadcasting thing, <laughs> which, you know, is not like, oh, wow, that's 
can't believe he has that technology. Like, it makes sense that he has that. Yeah. It's just sure. such like, a it, bad it relays, idea. Well, it relays his visual feed up right. off of Tallyhawk and right. to Hawk And Haven. bounces back. To, it just reflects really poorly on Munstar. It does. Why doesn't he have any jamming? Yeah. <laughs> so they get through. They fly out to, to confront Munstar. Uh, and they get confronted by wind and nets. The... Uh, you know, <laughs> ultimate security system, wind and nets. Our our biggest <laughs> security flaw is that everything we did is made of ropes and air. <laughs> uh, this actually is my most confused moment of the whole episode. Uh, oh, what when that when the Silverhawks beat the snag? Yes. Well, they beat no. the snag. Uh, so they do they do a couple things. But right before they beat the the net, which basically they just do by having knives in their feet, yeah, <laughs> uh, they cluster together in that normal format that they do, like where they sort of have their they lock their arms together they like skydivers, skydiving, yeah, yeah. Like and you know they always jump. Quicksilver goes cluster, and they cluster together <laughs> and they do the skydiving thing, and he says activate nozzles. And <laughs> little little tubes come out of their shoulders and the shoot nozzle. jets for a second. Yeah, little aside nozzles. from the fact that these that their robot bodies are pretty cool, they everything else about the quicks about the like Silverhawk abilities are real stupid. Like little <laughs> these like jets on your shoulders and lasers in your elbows, like <laughs> <laughs> but none of it really works for me. It's uh, I was thinking about it the other day, like maybe, maybe the reason the lasers are in the elbows, I'm reaching here, <laughs> but like, you know, is to kind of make them do hockey poses, like, you know, kind of do chicken wings with your, with your arms. Oh, yeah. But like, like maybe, but yeah, I don't get like, it. What it if seems Iron like a really Man... dumb way. To, you can't, you can't aim an elbow. <laughs> yeah. Like what if Iron Man just accidentally shot beams out of his joints? <laughs> Like he this looks is so the much kind of cooler thing that keeps by having Rory up at nights, right? He's got control over the beams with his hands, and it's just so much cooler. If it, it was like, oh, there goes my the back of my knee, oh my Achilles tendon is shooting off a blast. It's not. Yeah, it's I don't. <laughs> um, know. It's I mean, dumb. back in that first episode, you know, maybe we could have gotten a couple shots of them being like, arms, okay, shoulders, putting nozzles in. <laughs> you know, like, like hey, we remember putting know, nozzles in. I think Mon- right? I think Munstar Munstar zaps a windhammer with my favorite, my sickest burn of the week. Oh yeah, uh, enough of your failure, you miserable Billy Goat. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like Very that good. a lot. I have another uh, contender later. Uh, we'll okay, talk about good. it. We've got a bluegrass fight. Uh, which is yeah, always the- great when he shoots music at people. <laughs> the power of song knocks Munstar off his of squid song. car. Uh, yes. When he uses hot licks. <laughs> hot licks the guitar. Pointed at Munstar. Yeah. Uh, and then Yes Man does probably the dumbest thing. Oh, yes Man arrives and he is delicious. <laughs> kiss kiss Our, delicious. Oh, he's kiss kiss delicious. <laughs> um, and this this groveling snake monster... Uh, decides that launching Copper Kid, which they're trying to recover, launching Copper Kid out of the castle into space is what's going to kill him, his, his justification is he'll never survive out there, boss. Like, you mean in space where they routinely skydive for funsies? Yeah, where they just sort of fly around like it's like it's goddamn I fly indoor skydiving. 
<laughs> but I mean, he, he he almost he almost says, you know, like that. My name's not Idea Man; it's Yes Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he shouldn't have come up don't, with an don't idea leave the on his own. Up to me. I'm an agreeer. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was bad. Uh, <laughs> I loved it though. I loved this mm. whole episode. It, it was, was great. This. This felt like the first real episode of Silverhawks. It, it did, yeah. Absolutely, it did. Uh, a couple little things I noticed. Um, we get we get to spend a little bit of time with Buzzsaw in this episode, and I'm pretty positive that the that his voice is just a dude making Buzzsaw noises with his mouth. <laughs> like, we see him come up, and he goes, run, run, run. <laughs> like, how you doing the recording there, birthday, Gerald? <laughs> So he's a robot that just makes buzzsaw noises like a human mouth. Jake, how do you get in character? Well, I just I picture myself like a really cool motorcycle. <laughs> I just I just go to a Home Depot and I just start doing it. Uh, but I also think I also we got we got a few villains in a row here who all basically have the same vocal choice, which yeah. is just to make them gravelly and evil. And and I think they all got the same note, which is that evil people don't talk that fast. Slow it down. Spread them out. Because Monstar takes the longest I've ever heard to get a sentence out. Monstar chews on his words. He, yeah. He it's, loves... This is a, all Thundercats 101, too. Yeah. He... Okay, this is this is four words, and I'm gonna try and do it as 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 faithfully as possible. He says, "Destroy that silver hawk." <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how that actually makes it through, and how he delivers every line that way. It saves them money in the long run because <laughs> they have less to animate. You're right. We can just have close up <laughs> shots on Monstar's face. Yeah. They rely on that at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, well, well I mean, Monster Dialogue's do... going to take up half of our episode. Great. <laughs> and kids will I love know. it. I, I do actually love it, though. Yeah. We also got some nice character moments in this episode. We, like, actually get to see the group interact a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, we There's still no strife, don't have but... much. We get, we, get some, we get some Copper Kid story, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Steel Will is an asshole. I think I'm I starting think right. to realize that Steel Will is just kind of an asshole. I, I don't remember right. what he did. What did he do in this episode? Well, there was, there were was... a few weird things, but uh, one of them was they were all complimenting. Were they complimenting Bluegrass or somebody? Like, hey, you did great job. Good work. And he's like, eh, decent. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Okay, Steel Will. This gets my lowest rating ever. <laughs> Seven thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, and then we got some planet shit at the end. Mars and Jupiter. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh Copper Kid and his little normal outro where he learns about space and shit. Uh mm-hmm. you know, for the yeah, kids. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of like meat on this bone for their for the uh no. for the sailor says. Well, yeah. Especially not a fa- if he keep... learns a space fact and we kind of hit it and quit it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think in the future we need to touch on it. If yeah, well, unless they not. do something interesting for right now, something just, happens. they're covering solidly third grade astronomy. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> it's it's just like, what's the fourth planet of our solar system? Yeah. I mean, okay, how about the fifth? It's a different show, really. I mean, it's it's not interesting. It's not really mm-hmm. worth covering. Uh, That's very true. So 
yeah, I think I think that's Silverhawks three. That's Silverhawks three. Rory, Rory, hey there, hey yeah, Rory, I mean, tap tap oh, hey, tap, guys, tap, 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 hey. tap, Rory, tapping on your glass. Hey, 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 that's hey. It's time for you to tell us about our newest sponsor. And I know how close you are with this sponsor. So will you go ahead and tell us about Pasta Tops? Pasta Tops? <laughs> uh, the delicious Sorry, new... Sorry, I'm laughing about something unrelated. Pasta Tops are the delicious new snack from Totino's, <laughs> which is a uh, meatball triangle that they spin around in, in spaghetti and uh, freeze it. So it's a, it's a delicious freezer treat, not unlike your pizza rolls and... Uh, other delicious Totino's rolls, rolled up foods. A pasta top is a snack that you can eat on the go. You fill your pockets up with this. Uh, they're meant to be cooked mostly with body heat instead of the feet. <laughs> 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 so it's like a cook a, on the go. Yeah, you put a you put a pasta top um, in your pocket, warm it up, uh, and then you you can spin it and uncoil yeah. the spaghetti. <laughs> to lick, to eat up like uh, like a spaghetti, like the way you eat spaghetti, <laughs> like the way that you eat it. I don't it. know if there's anything funny about the ways people eat spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. know. I don't know what you mean about funny. We're just we're doing a sponsor, right? Ad, we're just right? we're just talking about the real sponsor, pasta tops from Totino's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are available in any supermarket except uh, Whole Foods. Right, because of the lawsuit. Because the, because they lost the lawsuit and <laughs> lost the right to sell Totinos. Thanks a lot, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> so so crucially, this is this is like a spinning top. Like no, a, you just you just unspin it like a fruit roll up. You it, oh. it, you just don't you don't eat it in its in its coiled form. So what's the core part made of? If it, if it's surrounded meat. by spaghetti, it's a meat it's a meat topper. It's meat. Mm, wow. It's a spaghetti spaghetti meatballs, but they take the ball triangle spaghetti and meat triangles. Yeah, I guess it's a pyramidal shape because it's uh, three-dimensional. True. Wow, that's awesome. How long does it take to cook on your body and your pockets? Uh, 10 to 20 minutes. Well, that's Pretty amazing. Good. Thanks for the money, Totinos. Thank you, Totinos. Kickflip, do a 360 backspring right Whoa, back hey, onto the, the theme's back. right onto the skateboard. Uh, <laughs> we're here. We've pulled up. We've done another ollie or two for good measure, and we're we're here at Sailor Moon episode 13, Wedding Day Blues, our third blues episode. I think Perhaps. this would be the third. This would be the third trip to the blues well. Yeah, they really <laughs> enjoy that well, uh, and it's good. It's I, I enjoy a good a good blues. And uh, though, uh, for the record, uh, the names are entirely different in Japanese, and the right. blues is no is nowhere in sight. <laughs> no. Yeah, whoever was fixing these at Deke was was up fan. at two in the morning, having to title fifty the regular episodes at blues once. man. That's also probably <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, so here's a synopsis for this episode: Serena decides to enter a homemade wedding dress contest while her home economics teacher is targeted by Neflite. Yeah. There's a lot about sewing in this episode and not a lot of people who actually know how. Yes, that's true. <laughs> this is a finite resource in this world. Uh, At this high school, Crossroads Junior High School, 
which we get our establishing shot at the beginning. We find out that their school is called Crossroads Junior High. I think we've seen it before, but it's always ham-fistedly, like, covering, you know, the digicode where they wrote out the old name. mentioned a junior high school sign because I thought they were in high school. Um, Yeah. I just, Crossroads? Yeah. Crossroads, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember if if they say if it was called Crossroads last time or if they've added this thing, this piece of material. Just such a weird school. Crossroads is pretty on the nose. Yeah, if you're a fan of Britney Spears movies, (laughs) which I think we all are. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, So the the main sort of person involved in this episode is this teacher that we've never met until right now, whose name is confusing. I I've heard. I tried to really track this down and listen and turn my, my volume really way up. They say her name like four different ways. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's either kind of like Ellen, a Jedi sort of. Scenario. Yeah. It's nobody's, either Ellen or uh, Helen. And her yeah. last name is either Lambert or Hambert. It's, I heard Lambert, but I don't, it's Helen Lambert, I think. Right. Yeah. But absolutely a couple people say Ellen. And at one point <laughs> Serena says Hambert. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe she just had. Maybe she's she just thinking about ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's just wanted to be the ham daughter. Speaking of Serena, <laughs> the ham daughter. Uh, she mentions at the beginning Children of the episode of the that so she was asleep in class and she says that her class made her bored to snores. Yes. And I, I think I'm gonna definitely use that in my regular speech. <laughs> bored to snores. Um. I think I, I'm so sort of – of all, all the characters have up till this new uh, Nuflite plot world, um, mm-hmm. Serena, Molly, Luna, they're first, you know, first names heavy, but they, they just feel kind of like um, cardboard names. And sure. then all of a sudden these new characters are just, you know, <laughs> Helen Lambert. Um, <laughs> Herbert. Her, Herbert, uh, Mr. Baxter, yeah. their last names, and they're all, you know, generic white guy names or generic white girl names. They really feel that way, though, to me. Like, yeah, they don't feel like a person names. They just feel like they picked a picked a hammy white name and, you know, slapped it on the script. Right. Yeah. Like no, no real choice or, or artistic thought went into what these people's names are going to be. Yeah. 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 Um, Speaking of like weird people and named characters, uh, yeah. In this episode, we I mean, it's established that Mrs. Lambert is getting married. That's Ms. the talk Lambert. of the ten. Miss Lambert, sorry, thank you. Ms. Lambert is getting married, and she's all a flutter about it. Yeah, super uh, blush town. And she's super blush town. And then she's just walking down the street, looking at wedding dresses at the store, and her pushy friend Patricia shows up. <laughs> Yeah. That's Miss That's Miss Haruna, by the way. Wait, that's Miss Haruna? Miss Haruna's first name is Patricia. I had to look that up because I wasn't sure. That's oh. Miss Haruna. I had no idea that was Miss Haruna. Mm-hmm. That was, was she, so yeah. weird She's... because I, w- I was thinking, like, this character just shows up out of nowhere. Her very pushy thing. friend, Patricia. Who's just <laughs> pushy like, Patricia. Who's just there for, like, and we think, oh, will she get, like, will something happen plot-wise to this character? Like, no. No. Yeah, it's, but at least it that, that, like a that contextualizes friend, a Patricia. scene that I read very differently, where it's like, who is this, like, nosy stranger? Go away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was super strange. 
Uh, poor poor Helen Lambert makes just, sense. Yeah, she's just like getting. She's just worried about her financial troubles, and some stranger starts putting her on blast, and it's like, ugh, <laughs> not, not right. a fan of this scene. I mean, the whole point was just so that I guess Neflite could overhear them in a car. Uh sure, yeah, yeah. And Neflite gets real excited about this wedding energy. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> He, he 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 communes with the constellations again, and he's he's like, I found a target, and she's a teacher, and she's expending so much energy finding a wedding dress. I must can, have it. We can channel Which the power of wedding me, planning uh, uh, into the yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like I feel like Netflight is is able to sort of uh, pick and choose which stars he reads. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh no, I have to, I have to go. I have to do wedding dresses. Oh, darn. Oh, Pisces dang it. Is, is telling me I have to go to the dress shop. <laughs> shoot. Shoot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just love how unapologetically they just make this about, fun girly things you know like they just <laughs> they just go whole in for it and just pretend yeah. like it's it's just as valid as anything else they'd make up for a boy targeted show you know like it's just sure it's just funny and silly and it goes to the places they want it to go and i'm just so all right with that and uh speaking of like uh serena's serena's wedding fantasy is oh my god so lovely she marries both andrew and, and <laughs> tuxedo, tuxedo mask, mask. yeah yeah so there's a there's a and wedding lives, dress contest in a uh in a three-person secret couple like, yeah and their wedding cake goes all the way to the ceiling yes. <laughs> um, yeah so neflite's grand plan is to create a fake contest or, or is it a real contest? I c- couldn't really tell. It's a real contest. It's a real contest. It's a real contest. He just sort of, you know, uses it as an excuse. Yeah. Um, and then he puts a demon into some fabric, basically. But the the prize is to win a trip to Hawaii. Yeah. And once, yeah. and then Serena starts daydreaming about Hawaii, theoretically. But then her fantasy is not in Hawaii. It, no. She's just yeah. I had that. Sh- same she's just shacking up with two boys. Uh, (laughs) which is like this should have been this should have been the uh the the deke dubs wet dream like finally they get to show real america and they miss that they miss that mark yeah Yeah. well and and, you know hawaii's a big tourist destination for japanese people yeah did they actually say hawaii in the original dub i think they must have i didn't probably check on that but i'm sure it is because that's a that's a huge thing yeah yeah, and then oh, and she's also using a French accent in her, in her vision. Yeah, yeah. He's speaking wait. in a French accent and just not in Hawaii. Well, because fancy people are French. Sure. I think we all know that mm-hmm. jerks are British. Fancy people well, are French. And there's also just like you know, I've, it's so European of me to have two husbands. <laughs> <laughs> just double grooming it up. My 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 double hunk marriage. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. The plot gets a little confusing because uh, it very much does. There's yeah. a because there, there's a contest happening to make the best wedding dress that'll send yes. you to Hawaii. And Serena and Ray are both way on board for that. Yeah. There's a great so, moment with Ray where Ray starts yelling at the people who are running the contest, complaining that, hey, how come you're doing this just for women who are getting married? 
Like, what about people who? And then I'm like, oh, is she fighting for what about like, people gender who just equality? Want to win your competition. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I thought for a second she was fighting for gender equality. She was fighting for like, hey, what about anybody can make the wedding dress? And what she's actually <laughs> arguing is anybody who's not getting uh, any girl who's not getting married who doesn't have a boyfriend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so AKA like, right, right, AKA Ray. But it just was kind of a funny. Well, she is sort of turning into this lonely old spinster who keeps doing like couple stuff by herself. Like going yeah. on the couple's cruise and with Amy. Uh, yeah. yeah. But she's yeah. like fighting for equality for both married and non-married women, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh and meanwhile, uh, while this contest shenanigans are are happening, uh Ms. Ms. Lambert gets schmoozed by sexy long-haired Neflite, yeah. uh, who who's found her this perfect fabric. And it has this really strange moment for me where he's like She's like, oh, but that must be too expensive. And he holds it up to the light, and it's, like, completely see-through. And he says, it's perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he has a real up-close time, and it's, he's like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah oh, he's, oh, it's so good. Look, yeah, he loves he's wedding dresses way so more much. Into it. Yeah, he yeah. throws it over himself. and. <laughs> I would make the best so beautiful out of this. this. And then, Ugh. like, he just takes a really long time before he puts that magic spell on it, which is fine, you know. Five like, more minutes. It's just, he's having a great time with it. Oh, it's so uh, sheer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, then he whammies it with, with right. one of those evil symbols. Uh, and Ms. Lambert turns into just a, a 80s angry lady she pulls with like a, a sandy from greece she's a yeah. real like sandra d from the end of greece yeah, uh, she is uh she is a a busy business woman uh but of trouble her but her business is trouble yeah <laughs> uh her her fiance shows up at her house uh with flowers, and ray like and, and serena are like spying and they're like oh molly or oh and molly oh yeah, oh, yeah. Serena and they're and molly. like oh no mrs lambert's marrying a goober I know, I wrote that down too. <laughs> the real words. Yeah, because he's, he's a computer a salesman and he's short and he's kind of pudgy. Yeah. Uh so they call him a goober. Um <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna squeak past this moment though, because this is my nomination for sick burn of the week. Okay. Uh because they're walking down the street and you know, because Serena and Ray have both been trying to get other people to help them with the sewing project that they clearly are not prepared for. And so now she's trying to bark down Molly's tree. And Molly basically is just like, but don't you suck at sewing? And also <laughs> wedding dresses are like the hardest thing in the world to sew. And I'm also you're just going to read comics and make me do all the work. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah she that's has absolutely no re- fucking She has true. no rebuttal to that. No, she doesn't. Because of course she doesn't. Because that's absolutely what was going to happen. 100%. Yeah. Um. Luna Luna has a talk with them about their about their wedding dress fury, um, where she she says they're too distracted. They need to be looking for the moon princess. Yeah, which uh, yeah. when the fuck when uh, what moon princess are we supposed to be looking for? This is the that first is time not Sailor literally Sailor Moon. And yeah, I think I think that Luna has actually mentioned that once as a side comment, but not to the girls. Like more like in the context of her talking to her secret arcade machine friend. I you see. know, the like secret right. talks. This, there, there is a moon princess that we're looking for. Okay. I guess. I, I just think I am loving uh, Amy and Luna's relationship because Luna <laughs> and Amy continue to go to each other when they're just exasperated <laughs> by Serena and Ray. 
Yeah, yeah. A- Amy's shoulder is the one Luna prefers to perch on. Yeah. Like, you get uh, it, right? You're not nuts. <laughs> yeah. Can we, like, um, get something done? Amy, please. <laughs> I'm begging you, Amy. So the back half of this episode is uh, the contest itself. Like, everybody shows up in their wedding dresses. And uh, the the other Sailor Scouts remind Serena, like, hey, you don't actually have to make a fucking dress. Why don't you just use that pen that transforms yeah, you use magic things. to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> just use magic to cheat. Uh, and she says, turn me into a totally gorgeous bride like in the magazines. <laughs> And yeah, and then she gets a great dress. Like, I just don't understand why they didn't think of that earlier. Yeah. I mean, look, it works. It works. Okay. But it is cheating. Like, I it guess, I guess if cheating, they want to have yeah. a little bit of, of, uh, self-respect, but I don't have that. I would have used that pen immediately. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they go in, uh, and now, uh, let's see, Lambert comes in and she's looking all fly. Uh, well, she kind of she- looks like a, like. I watched this episode with Kyle and he pointed out that she kind of looks looked like a Princess Mononoke type. I noticed that too. She's got the like the face, the red triangles under her face, under her eyes. And like Um, the big, like, I don't know. It looks like some sort of ceremonial dress, not not necessarily like a traditional wedding dress. We skipped over a a funny scene where uh, Sarita sneaks into her mom's bedroom with a with a bandana True. over her nose. Yes. Uh, and sneaking around and like pl- trying to steal the drapes to make a wedding dress. Yes. <laughs> and, and when her mom catches great, her, yeah. she said, oh no, Bob, you've dashed all my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great moment for the voice actress. Like she yeah. did, she is very good. There yeah. were just some really nice moments there uh, with, with just that. Yeah. That her voice work was really impressive. Yeah. They're very funny. And now, uh, now Mrs. Lambert comes in and sucks oh, but everybody they, else's they introduce, energy. They introduce a new name, which is the favorite name from Sailor Moon I've heard so far. Oh yeah. They intru- oh, Miss Zoe Sublime, <laughs> who is supposed to be the host of the event, but I guess Man, that when she, she got, got kicked murdered. off of RuPaul's Drag Race, I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Zoe, Zoe Sublime, Sublime stand. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so, you know, she comes out and kind of enacts this normal Jadeite plot. Yeah. Where she just makes the whole room full of people kind of fall asleep and go take nuts, a little yeah. evil nap. Which uh, is a very clear plot reason because uh, Amy and Ray are about to drop down and not transform and cast Fireball. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so we get a Black Widow transformation. Yeah, yep, the evil, spider. evil spider demon. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then Amy and Ray come down uh with their regular clothes <laughs> and start shouting their regular stuff. And then Serena's like, "Hey, hold on, we aren't supposed to say that stuff yet." <laughs> and then they yeah, transform. they're not they're pretty cavalier with their secret identities. Yeah, it's incredible. They still haven't like gotten figured out yet <laughs> yeah the, and then the spider shoots taffy at them <laughs> <laughs> it's not taffy it's webs it looks like taffy though it does look like taffy and i kind of wanted to eat it's, it yeah just the spider love just a little just a blast of spider love <laughs> it's <laughs> it's kind of funny though because they immediately all three of them transform and then within 30 tenths of a second uh 
Serena gets immediately incapacitated by by Taffy Webs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's pretty useless most of the time right off the bat. Like yeah. the the initial attack always has to be handled by Mercury and Mars and then Moon always comes in to take the credit for the finish. Right. Serena's it's, the human it's like baffle. A, it's like in the Pokemon show where you always catch they always catch it on one Pokeball. Yeah. Like Serena throws the Pokeball at the end of the fight. Yep. <laughs> And, and we right. don't get a tuxedo mask appearance this time, which yeah. baffles me because how are all the boys going to even enjoy this show if there's no set tuxedo mask? <laughs> How's that going to get all the boys to watch the show? God, I don't know. Look, they probably <laughs> figured they were doing a wedding dress episode and they were already going to lose the market no matter what. So <laughs> might as well not have to pay Darian. Shit, they didn't lose me. I liked this episode a lot. It was actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then and then we end with the with a beautiful wedding. Uh, Ms. Lambert actually gets married to to, to Herbert. It's a really quick turnaround on that wedding. It is. Yeah. 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 Shit. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. He proposed like that day. Yeah. And then they turned right <laughs> around and and done did it. And I would assume if she scored like a free wedding dress out of it, they're like, fuck it. Before any weird shit happens, let's just like get this thing going. You know, Truth. life is short. Demons are around. People disappear. Let's just get married, man. Sometimes you get on a bus and you don't come back. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you turn into like a weird person because you don't care because your fabric. <laughs> this town yeah. is crazy. Let's get it done. Uh, and uh, then we get a sailor says. We do. Basically, uh, the gist of it. Neflite is hot. Sometimes goobers are chill. <laughs> I don't know that that gets the point across exactly correct, Austin. Oh, really? Okay, you think you can do it so much better? <laughs> What's your take? I think the, the you know, if you've... I'm, I'm going to give you my, my like, L.A. from high school kind of analysis on what they were trying to say. You know, I'm going to read between the lines. Okay. And I'm going to say that they were trying to say that beauty's only skin deep. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, you're supposed to... You're supposed to and Think beneath about the whether or not a person makes you happy. Of, of a goober is the heart of a hunk. <laughs> <laughs> this hunks deep. and goobers all day. Deep in the deep beneath the goober's exterior beats the heart of a hunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's how we can end this discussion. <laughs> uh yeah, I agree. Skateboard tricks, we're back. Theme stuff. <laughs> Zoom. You heard the man. Yeah. Skateboard tricks. Throw away your tricks. roller skates. Get get We're one not. of the cool get one of the cool stuffs. Be a rude dude. Come hang out in my half pipe. Be Tony Hawk's friend. <laughs> please please don't go hang out in Rory's half pipe. It's Spread not what your you toast think it is. with Bam Margarin. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think, I think that man. whatever kind of demerits Austin needs to start getting. <laughs> Didn't we, we, I, expect, I don't think we can I give him. I expect Bam Margarin to achieve such <laughs> We can't give him prissy points for that, though. Oh, right, his prissy boy spanks. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think maybe he deserves a prissy boy spank. <laughs> damn. Oh, damn. Just one. <laughs> a, a naughty punster. He gets a, he gets, he's too naughty with that pun. <laughs> well, so let's talk about these episodes. They were really good. I think these I were some really good episodes. I think we had a, we had a great week. week. 
Yeah. A lovely crop. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and, and I think our, our faith had been waning across the board in the last couple uh, episodes that we recorded, it, right? Yeah. yeah. Digimon was, 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 was a slug. And honestly, I mean, as, I think we talked about how the fact that like the first 10 minutes of Silverhawks was pretty good, but there was so much just mindless flying around in the first yeah. two episodes Yeah, that I'm not sure I would have done five, you know, five episodes of, of a 10 minute show and then 10 minutes of flying. That was not going <laughs> to, that was not going to work for me. <laughs> Just sweet aerial tricks. Are you the one star Amazon review that just says too much flying? <laughs> too much flying. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think that as long as as long as Silverhawks continues in this vein, like because those yes, first two is... episodes were definitely introductory introductory yeah. episodes. Right. Yeah, they had right. a lot of merit, but they also just had had too much too much weight. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty consistent across the board. Is the heavier a lot of these shows are with quote plot you know like main plot elements there's less to talk about yeah you know it's just the stuff happens it's and just driving things forward it's hitting beats yeah uh, and there's not a lot of this weirdness that we love yeah and, come uh, on shows faff about a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah stop trying to strange. have a big old narrative <laughs> yeah start firing shark missiles more often <laughs> I mean, we had a we had a shark missile in Digimon, and then we had like a spaceship that was shaped like a shark a shark in uh, in Silverhawks. Yeah, we had a real mm-hmm. a real shark theme. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, good episodes. Um, uh, they were great. Yeah, think any any final words here, gentlemen? I mean, uh, we've I, got our classic sign out. I think that we just need the sign out that you always do the same. Yeah, one. man. I love our classic sign out. It builds on me every time. Like it, I just, I love it. Every more, every more that I say <laughs> it and it's really good. And that sign out that we say is, uh, Rachel to meet you, Jefferson. to say i was struck dumb (laughs) it was beautiful yeah let's go attention all you cool cat daddios and mommios out there this is your radical airwave dj austin who's talking on the radio like a cool guy and he's excited that you listen to our tasty show. Yummy yum, you should lick your lips and pat that old belly because you just filled up on our tasty dinner of Saturday morning Tuesdays. If you're like me and hungry for more, ding ding ding, it's supper time when you subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating and a comment or ladle up some dinner soup at our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Ooh, what kind of sweet treats are you going to find there? You can find us directly at sadmtuesdays.com, which is also great. Thanks to our sponsors today, Fargo Babies and Pasta Tops. And next Tuesday, what are we doing? We're going to sit down at the table and discuss episode 4 of Silverhawks, episode 14 of Sailor Moon, and Digimon Adventure Happy 17. Yummy, yum, yum. yum.